Patrick, we're ready to roll. Patrick, where do you want to start? I mean, I think we should start with your Twitter feed. You've gained the most amount of followers ever. <laughs> you are like you are like the voice of MoCo County now. You you're starting a movement. Who knew? Yeah, I actually may run for county exec or you... Montgomery County Council. Okay, in all seriousness, would you? Because you seem like you you no. really love politics. Why not? I bet you'd win. I guess you couldn't do you couldn't be a GM. You couldn't do both, right? Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't do both. Um, and I probably wouldn't win. I'm not liberal enough for this county. Although, I, you know, I think people are look at your Twitter. Like you had one okay. tweet about the stats and like, I don't know, you had 25 replies. Like people were all on your side. I'm like, OK, yeah, I had like nine. I had like 140 retweets or something. Although that's about the total number of votes I would get. probably. <laughs> well, listen, yo, um, the county's insane. It's insane. So we, the county hit seven days now consecutive of 50 plus cases per 100,000, which the CDC and the county considers substantial, even though the positivity rate is down in the 1.6, 1.7, which is exceedingly low. Okay. And the county council refuses, and the county exec, they refuse to look at the entire picture. They, 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 they refuse to look at the fact that we're 18 months into this, that COVID is here to stay. It's an endemic now. The vax rate in the county of 12 plus is 92%. Wow. With two doses. That's huge. They're off huge. to a great start with five to 11 year olds. Okay. They, uh, hospitalizations are extremely low. And yet they're poised to put the county back in indoor masks. When you have Virginia, Frederick County, all these other county states, all doing fine, all doing fine, managing it. It's time to allow people to manage their own risk. You know, I, I, I think the tweet that got the most attention was I said, remember flatten the curve. Remember, hospitals are overwhelmed. Remember, if you get vaxxed, you know, you could get back to normal. Remember, if you get vaxxed, you don't have to wear a mask. Remember, on and on and on. The goalposts continue to move in this county. They're continuing to hurt businesses. And, and there's people who think, you know, I have friends who, oh, you're a Karen. I'm like, no, enough, <laughs> enough. You're a Karen. They say this to you? Kid, yeah, kids should not be wearing masks in schools anymore. They're low risk, especially if they're vaccinated. Here's what I ask people, and they have zero answer. Okay. I asked them on Fox 5, the okay. officials. In a county that's 92 plus percent vaccinated, and by the way, a lot of people are getting boosters, low hospitalization, low positivity rate. Okay. Who are you protecting by forcing me to wear a mask indoors? And they can't answer the question. Oh, you could still get it. So I'm going to be fine. I'm vaxxed. Either, either vaccinations work or they don't. Either you're sending the right message or you're not. They want to create. They want to continue the fear, continue the anxiety, continue the fatigue, remain in control. They're, they're, they're way past. They should have sunsetted the mass mandates. They should monitor it. 
and you know what? They should set realistic tables or, or scales to then reinstate restrictions. And I'm talking 100 plus cases per day. I'm talking really not even cases, hospitalizations. Are people getting sick enough to go to the hospital? That's when you reinstate things. Since when, now we're counting cases as the only metric we're going to measure restrictions. It's not, COVID's not going, so, so it's fine. Get tested, get tested, get tested, get tested. That's all they say. People go get tested. Yeah, you're going to have some breakthrough cases. So I tweeted the other day. I think over the last four weeks, there was about 1,700 cases, okay, in the county, which is very low. Positivity rate around 1.6. Of those cases, only 4% went to the hospital. Only 4%. And of those, 30% were 75 plus. Wow. What are we doing? What are we doing here? People are going to sporting events. They're going to concerts. They're going to, they're, they're all over the place. And, and, and yet you're going to force people to wear masks in gyms again or go to a salon in a mask. And I saw yesterday uh, Mayor Bowser, and, and I don't want to just pick on Mo, MoCo. Mayor Bowser is going to do a press conference today. We're hearing she's going to reduce some restrictions. No coincidence, she's also running for re-election. Maybe they're seeing some internal polling that doesn't look good for her. I don't know. And her overreach, you know, if you're a company and you want to return to D.C. and you got these indoor mask mandates, you probably put it off to January or February or March. And it's crushing the district. Crushing is it? Yeah, the businesses. Was, okay, I was going to ask you. What, of course it is. Okay, what is there been any stats on that? Like out or? Oh, tons. The, the, okay. the, the economic impact on D.C. Is, 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 I mean, it's unprecedented. Well, wow. I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's certainly, uh, I mean, retailers, restaurants, uh, cleaners bodegas no one's in the city no one's downtown i mean uh, the federal it, government is telecommuting for a decent amount and then you got if you're a law firm or you're you're a lobbying firm or your financial company or an insurance why are you going to go back in to dc if you got to wear a mask all day walking around your your own building mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know it's not just about the masks it's about overreach, control, not looking at the entire picture. Look at the science, make a rational decision. But they don't. They don't. Our, the Montgomery County Council is just a bunch of control freaks. They appease. But, but here's the thing. And who are they appeasing? I mean, but I do think you are – it's it's fascinating to watch your Twitter because I do think you're getting momentum. I, you know, in the past week, I've seen more people yeah, I mean, it seems it, agree but in with terms you. Of scale, it's probably small. But I do yeah, see a lot more people I, that starts. I've never heard of agreeing with, right? Yes. And, uh, but, and Sarah, here's the other thing too. If you want to wear a mask, wear it. Sure. Like, that's the other crazy thing about this. So you got 92% fat. So basically you're saying – We're going to force 92% of the people to go indoor when they go indoors, have to wear a mask to protect whom they can't answer. And by the way, anyone can wear a mask if they want. Yeah. (laughs) No one's saying you can't. If you're afraid, still wear a mask. By the way, you go into a grocery store in this county, almost everyone has a mask on. 
great. Great. I don't. It's just. It's well. You do. You do know. You. You do know. You. You have a good point. People are obviously picking up your momentum. I mean, it is shocking actually to hear that their Moco County is now thinking about mandating masks um, when you're giving those. They had. I mean, the only reason they're not right now is because you had seven days straight of below fifty per hundred thousand cases. Now you had seven above, and when I say above, we're talking fifty-five. Yeah. (laughs) Like. There was, a, there was only 63 cases in the entire county yesterday. Only 63 cases. That's insane. COVID right, for, is for hundreds of stay. thousands of people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Millions of people. Millions of people. Millions. Well, you shared that great um, story about in, um, a scientist out in San Francisco who's been, you know, studying um, COVID-19 and basically says we need to resume our lives and he will wear a yes. mask, you know. And by the way, that was a New York Times opinion piece. Yeah, that was. And, and, and he said the problem now is you have to create a ramp off point, right? It's time to end restrictions. It's time to manage COVID as an endemic. It's time to understand you're never going to have zero cases. It's just going to keep. 50 cases, 60 cases, 80 cases, 100 cases. Now, if you have 1,000 cases, okay, we got a problem again. There's a surge. But to, to, to here's the other thing. As much as I criticize this county from a business standpoint, the officials can point to and say, hey, we've controlled it. We've kept hospitalizations down. People are safe, high vax rates. We've done a great job. Fine. Yet they're sending the message that we're not in good shape because we went from 48 to 55. Seven more cases on average over seven days somehow puts us in, in, in substantial. When the positivity rate's only one and a half. I remember when the positivity rate would be 10 and we'd be happy or eight or seven. Yeah. It's one and a half. Yeah. It's it's very low. Yeah. Yeah. I... I... <sighs> I mean, it's it's hard for me to gauge because here in Virginia, to your point, I mean, you you see masks at the grocery store, but that would be about it. And then maybe you see people. But I see I've been to when more... you look at the total picture, you know, councilman, president of the council, Hucker and, and, and all these other, you know, Evan Glass and all these people, they're just living in a different world. Their their, their job is. To, to not look at one metric because that's what the CDC said. And by the way, the CDC said it's a recommendation, right? You could be in substantial, but low substantial. You look at the positivity rate, you look at your hospitalizations. There's no reason to put people back in mass. So whatever. It, it's just absurdity. And honestly, I hope somebody runs against them all and vote. They vote them out. Well, and, but, but you know what? In this County, you still got people riding cars with masks on. So, you see that ever you do see that everywhere. You see that here in Virginia too. I mean, maybe they're going a short distance. I don't know. Maybe they're an Uber or Lyft driver, but you no, do see that. No, they're just <laughs> no. If they're not an Uber or Lyft driver, they're just idiots. Complete or utter that. idiots. Well, idiots. look, it seems to be working for you. You seem to be getting traction and momentum. I don't know. We'll see. We'll wow. be back in mass in three or four days. Whatever. Um, what, and by the way, you know what I think you're going to start seeing too? People just not wearing them that don't want to wear them. I think and you're you're, you're going to see Karen type incidents too. No, I'm not wearing my mask. Enough, enough, enough. You know, non-health people telling us what to do is just ridiculous. And by the way, council members, you know, their job is to assess 
all facts than make an educated decision. Sure. And they're not they're not doing that. They're looking at one metric, hiding behind it, and that's it. So keep it up, Patrick. That Twitter is on fire. I, I... Well, <laughs> it, it's just you know we'll, we'll see when they get all they all get voted out. Um, what else? Okay, so what else do you want to cover? You know, this past week, a lot about the Biden administration. Uh, some rumors that there's a rift between uh, VP Kamala Harris and Biden. But then CNN there's did a long- rift. She has to be around for there to be a rift, right? <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, I mean, she showed up yesterday at the infrastructure signing, and that like, man, you know, I don't know if there's a rift or not, but. Seems hard to get an answer. You know, CNN did a long, I don't know, you know, piece about it. And it, there was a lot of back and forth from her camp saying that Biden isn't including her to, you know, she she's trying to make a, herself stand out more and think about, you know, she her running. Um, what do you think about a Biden or a, sorry, a Harris um, Buttigieg ticket? There was also a rumor no. about that. Not going to happen. You don't, you, you don't think strong enough. Kamala Harris will never win. Zero. The only way she becomes president if somehow something tragic happens to Joe Biden Why? while he's president. She has zero chance of winning, in my opinion. She, for, for, for someone who accomplished attorney, attorney general, senator, she can't answer a question. She can't answer a question. She's awkward. She, it, I will give reason, you that, yeah. She does seem a little awkward. I will say that. She just doesn't resonate. She doesn't. She's awkward. She doesn't answer questions. She doesn't have command of the facts. She did terrible in the debate. You know, the vice presidential yeah, debate. Yeah, right, right. I mean, listen, you know, you, you know, I'm sure there's you know, people who were supportive and thought she, I thought Pence just cleaned her clock. Um, she's not strong. I, and it's surprising. She should be strong. She should be. Right. She should be much, much stronger. There's something that doesn't connect with her and, and, and either uh, w- with people or, or voters or, or whatever. So, no, I think the Dems have to look in a different direction. If Joe Biden doesn't run, President Biden doesn't run again in three years, two and a half years, whatever it is now. I, you know, we'll see. But in terms of the Biden administration, I, his his approval ratings will take a, a bump up. Because of the infrastructure, bipartisan infrastructure bill being passed, okay. they milked they milked it all day yesterday with tons of speeches, as they should. Uh, it's a good accomplishment. Uh, you know, Trump couldn't get the infrastructure bill done. Biden got it done. Now, obviously, they knew they could get it done based on the fact that they had fifty senators, the tie vote w- with Harris, and control of the House. So, you know, if you're a Republican and you live in a district that's going to benefit, or you represent a district or a state that's going to benefit from from this money. You're not going to go against it once you know it's definitely going to pass, no matter what. You either want, if you know it's going to pass or have a good chance to pass, you got to jump on board because then it'll come back to bite you that you didn't vote for the infrastructure bill. Got it. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Now I think he's, you know, usually presidents don't get, they don't really have control of like gas prices and stuff, but. It does reflect negatively on them. Uh, I think he's made some moves with, with pipelines and, you know, he just banned drilling around Native uh, American uh, land yesterday. He hasn't opened up the reserve. 
I mean, gas prices in Montgomery County now, right down the street from here, you're in the high fours. Uh, California's in the sixes. <laughs> so that hurt, you know, that just, that hurts people. It yeah. just does. And he's the president. Whether he has direct, OPEC hasn't increased productivity. So, I, you know, if you read, and again, I didn't follow closely, but I'm talking about even so-called New York Times and Washington Post. And it doesn't look like he had a great meeting with Chi yesterday from China. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I, I have not. He's getting have some you read? negative. He, okay. He's getting some, a lot of negative press on the Taiwan situation, the one China. The, you know, what I'm reading this morning is he didn't come across strong enough about Taiwan. And, and if if China was to attack Taiwan or uh, or show uh, show a force against Taiwan, what would the U.S. do? So, and again, that's not really going to resonate with a lot of people, voters and, and so forth right away. It should. But They're like a huge problem coming I, up. I know. I, he's struggling. He just is. He's, he's struggling. Um, you know, listen, I didn't have confidence with Trump one-on-one with China, and I don't have confidence with Biden one-on-one China for different reasons. But I just don't feel like he has command at this point of, of enough. Like, uh, I I think it's going to be a wide open. I don't think Biden runs in three years. I don't think he will I, either. I think it's going to be wide open. I think it's going to be your DeSantis's. Your maybe Trump, your Larry Hogan. We're hoping for Eric Adams to come through. Eric Adams, Eric Adams, a Yunkin, who knows? Again, he'll only have been governor for three years, but two years, who knows? Probably too soon for him to start raising enough money. Uh, I listen. I think DeSantis is the favorite. You know, I think he he walks that line far enough away from Trump, but can appeal to the Trump base. Um, Florida's turned out okay. The economy's doing halfway decent. He's tough enough when he has to be. And people forget he's a, I believe, a Yale and Harvard. Oh, probably. Or Stanford. I can't remember exactly which one. He's a very smart man, very accomplished. Uh, so, you know, I think he clerked, clerked, did he clerk for the Supreme Court? Or uh, again, I, I can't remember. Um, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, so he, 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 you know. Well, he's you know. an attorney as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I believe he clerked for either the Supreme Court or was U.S. He district. represented Florida's 6th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives from 2013 to 2018. First elected to Congress in 2012, was reelected in 2014 and 2016. Briefly ran for U.S. Senate in 2016, but withdrew. Um, what about before Congress? Uh, let's see. His early life, grew up in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I believe Har- Yale and Harvard or... or DeSantis um, attended Yale University. He was the captain of Yale's varsity baseball team, joined the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity. Uh, he was an outfielder on the Yale baseball team as, as a senior in 2001. Uh, graduated from Yale in 01. Um, and then attended Harvard Law School, graduating in yeah. 2005. I mean, yeah, military service. He was a yeah. reserve naval he's, officer's commission and assignment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does got, have a good um, resume. Very good resume. Yep. 
um, and very popular in the state. So we'll, we'll we'll see. What do you think about Beto? Your your boy Beto running for governor. It'll be interesting, won't it? I mean, maybe. No, I mean, he's going to get crushed. <laughs> okay, no, won't. Right. But by the way, the Babylon. By Bee, who? By who? Do we know if McConaughey is running? No, Scott's running. McConaughey's not going to run. Okay. And do, do you follow the Babylon B? Like they're you know the equivalent of the Onion. No, I don't. Oh, so funny. So their headline was yesterday: Beto O'Rourke announces that he's going to lose. <laughs> announces <laughs> that he will lose. <laughs> so you think no shot? You think Beto no has no shot? Uh, no well, shot. that won't be good because this is it will be his what second at least or third he, failed. Uh, he couldn't be Cruz, who was. Not very popular. And usually you have a better chance on the Senate side. Okay. I don't I I don't see him having any shot on on the uh on the governor's side. He's not he's accomplished nothing. He's he's a white guy who thinks somehow he could fail up. That's what that's what I read yesterday. Wow. <laughs> that was like the headline and one Seriously, what gives him that why does he think he could run? What has he done? Um, well, great question. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He has zero accomplishments. Zero. What did you think of Eric Adams this week? You know, he had an interesting moment with a controversial uh, BLM leader in New yes. York. Um, BLM leader threatening violence if um, Eric Adams reinstates unclothed officers on the streets. Um, you know, of course, record crime rates in New York. Um, and Eric Adams actually called on the Democratic Party, said this is a great time for you guys to condemn yeah. violence. And I don't know that any Democrat did. No, of course they won't. Of course they won't. That's They're not too... a good look for the Democrat. I mean, Eric Adams, I think, plays uh, it well. You and I have talked about the Democrats, lib- very liberal Democrats, continue to underestimate oh. where the country is, what people are tired of, you know, whether it's the getting rid of SRO officers, parents are frustrated, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, to fund the police rhetoric, even though, you know, again, that's not technically what they meant. Well, some did. Uh, yeah, it's all this stuff. It's all. And they're, they continue to, I think, trip over themselves thinking that this country is progressive. Um, you know, certain districts are, certain regions are, but it's like Beto O'Rourke. You know, it's, the guy's a socialist. He has, he's not going to win Texas. <laughs> well, and did you see, I don't know if you watched Bill Maher this week, but Bill Maher basically was showing a survey to Adam Schiff, who was who was one of the guests. And essentially, if the Democrats had to run right now, they would lose like everything. You know, yeah. I think it was like all, they he was talking about election stats and and Adam Schiff didn't really have a lot to say to that. And it's like. Well, Schiff, Schiff, listen, Schiff, like, but it's like Schiff's, stand up and say something against your, you know, obviously what your party is doing isn't working. Did they talk about the uh, the the steel dossier with Schiff? Because he's had a tough couple weeks as people start uh, getting indicted. Durham, uh, the special counsel, uh, indicted a, fo- a former Clinton attorney around the steel dossier. Uh, I, you know, Eric Wemple, who writes for the Washington Post, very good writer, took CNN to task, saying that 
you know, they should go back and look at all their reporting and how terrible it was or mm. inaccurate it turns out that it was with the Steele dossier. Okay. So, again, people have moved on with that. So I don't think it impacts polling and all that stuff. And be like, oh, you know, you could only – it's one of those stories that, you know, but it's important. Like, that, there was a lot wrong with how that whole thing came about from the FBI standpoint, from um, – who 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 leaked the information? Who said it was credible, and where the funding came from? So, I, you know, again, another you know. I said this years ago. Trump made a lot of mistakes, but there was no reason for a special counsel, Robert Mueller's counsel, for two years, his first two years of office, to have to deal with that based on what we know now. Um, but anyway, I'm not, we're not going to relitigate all that. Well, you want to uh, really quickly touch upon Steve Bannon turning himself in. Um, you know, uh, he was charged of contempt, you know, contempt, yeah. in contempt, um, didn't show up to his subpoena. There's some question about his role in the January 6th insurrection. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, he's sort of beginning to fight back. A lot of Republicans are saying the Democrats yeah, will pay for I, what are your thoughts? I, I don't think it goes anywhere significant um it's one of those things that'll kind of i think fizzle out eventually uh but in terms of you know fundraising and support and we'll you know we'll see we'll see where that goes you think this uh, gives the you know people within the trump administration more pause that's sort of what a lot of people are saying i'd hope to send like yeah, a fear maybe. inducing but, but back to what you said you know if the election was held today I mean, there's estimates right now that if, you know, if it was held today, and again, it's not, we got 10 months, 11 months, 12 months, um, you know, the Dems will lose the House and the Senate. Now, they have a better chance to keep the Senate because I think there's a few tougher, you know, with Toomey retiring in Pennsylvania or not running again, uh, there's a few tougher races I think for the Republicans on the Senate side and they have to defend more seats. Okay. But the house, I, it will be a miracle if the Dems hold on to the house. So I think you're going to have potentially split Congress for the last two years of Biden's uh, term, potentially both houses uh, to, um, to the Republicans and then, I believe 2024, the Democrats have to defend double the amount of seats that the Republicans are close mm. to it. So I, I think it's a tough two to four years stretch right now for the Dems. And you and I talked about it last week. Who were their stars? Well, like, I'm hoping Eric Adams, who I really well, like, but okay, we'll but see. Very new. Started. Yeah, totally new. But, but right now, the only people that get talked about are the progressives. You, you don't, I, I can't think of many moderate voices. Maybe I'm uh, losing my train of thought here, but I I'm mean, trying to I mean, you have Manchin, think... but can Manchin run? Maybe Manchin. As a Dem? Sienema? Maybe. I mean, I guess I, I'm not sure who, like, would they get enough support within their own party? Um, but I, I, to your point, I think if they put up a they socialist. Might because Biden ran as a moderate, even though he's not governing like a moderate. But he ran as a moderate and won, right? He won. Despite the fact that he was 74 or however old he was and everything. He ran as a moderate and won. 
but you know, I don't know. It's we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that. So, have you followed the Spotsylvania County, Virginia story with the ex- sexually or so-called ex- sexually explicit books that they voted to remove from from the school? I the did. School I think library. I s- okay, I think I saw a coverage on this. What, okay, keep going, keep going. What were the book titles? No, <clears throat> I can't remember the book titles, but they actually with because they received a lot of pressure, and uh, they they rescinded the vote yesterday and. The books get to stay now, which is which is good, right? You know, First Amendment, we like that. Uh, you know, these are, I think, conservative school board members voting to get books. One one of the school board members actually said, "I would like to burn the books." Probably not the thing to say, right? So, so dumb, just so dumb. Like the, we said this last week, the fringes of both parties. I think are starting to really hurt themselves. Yeah. And I think the country is coalescing, hopefully, toward the middle. And that's where my criticism of Montgomery County is. People want rational, fair-minded leaders and decision makers. I think that's why Larry Hogan has done so well. Although, listen, I I criticize him for abdicating all decision-making on the COVID to the counties. That didn't happen in Virginia. That didn't happen in Connecticut. Yeah, that seems that like a failure. Ha- yeah, it was. And you know what? Larry Hogan is the governor of the state should be like enough. No more mandates. We're done. No more restrictions. We're done. Thing fully open up. You know, I mean, things are opened up, but you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 nothing like enough. But he hasn't. And I think that that's a failure on his part. Um, the books, by the way, were Call Me By Your Name, which was is a movie. Um, I think it's about like a gay love story or something. And then 33 Snowfish, which I've never heard of, but that's also an LGBT depiction, I guess. Uh, yeah, LGBTQ. Just dumb. Just dumb. Stupid, stupid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I think you need somebody that's strong enough, popular enough, and that, that can stand in their own conviction and be in the middle. But it's like... I don't know. For some reason, it's very hard to do that. It goes back to the two-party system, how we elect people, especially on a national level. You know, the primaries, you have to tack left and right to get the core base, the the, the Christian and and evangelicals and the very, very conservative uh, pro-life wing of the party. And then on on the Democratic side, you have to tack left for the progressives and kind of open borders or whatever, you, you know, free tuition and, you know, tax the wealthy, pay their fair share, blah, blah, blah. Uh, by the way, have you, did you see Elon Musk was... Uh, oh, what did you, you think know, of that, by the way? You know, obviously Bernie Sanders said, you know, the rich need to pay their share. Something about, you know, Elon Musk now worth like $300 billion, which is yeah. insane. Well, <laughs> Musk clapped back and said something to the effect, you're still alive. I know. <laughs> what did you think of that? A lot of people thought it was very petty. What did, what did you think? No, it's good. Like, I'm not pay your fair share. Yeah, Bernie, with your three houses in, in, in New Hampshire, right? What is fair share? Vermont, by the way, Vermont. Vermont, wherever he is. Pay your fair share. What does that mean? It means, um, you know, no big tax breaks and company breaks, and they never pay any federal income tax because they get away with saying, oh, we employ so many people and blah, blah, blah. We have X amount of losses and all that. All true. All true. 
all true. It's not all true. I mean, no, but, come but on. But how about on an individual basis when they say, you know, the the so-called wealthy have to pay? The, what does fair share mean? You're paying 35, 40% of your income. Yeah, but plus they're not. They're, but they're, the point is they're not. I mean, no, they get away with on. doing. We're not talking. Uh, the, the exceedingly wealthy. Yes. But I'm talking about people who work for companies who make 450000 500000 They're Your Democratic Party and liberal wing of the party love to say, oh, the wealthy, the rich have to pay their fair share. And you, you're the, saying the rich, okay, so in your definition of the rich, like what the Democratic Party says is like 400000 or over. Yeah. And your point is that is not but a lot of money. Some, if, you if, you're in, making four, if you're making $450,000 right now, you're paying thirty. I mean, on an aggregate basis, you're probably paying 32% of your federal income in taxes. Plus, depending on the state you live in, let's say it's Maryland, that's another 8 to 9% of state income tax. So now you're at the 40 41 42% range. What? That's not a fair share. So what should it be? 50, 45, 50? Like what's your number? Well, Bernie? I, I, I don't disagree with you that they, you know, it is regional. Um, I'm talking about the real one percenters, the people that, you yeah, know, have okay. $50 million making, dollars plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And do a lot but. to hide their money. As we saw yeah. Elton John and so many others with those. So, you know what? Not change that he's, I don't even know that he's an American citizen. To then be honest. change the tax code. Here's the thing. Once again, Trump <laughs> did the same thing. Biden's doing the same thing. If you don't let, Congress needs to do their job and change the laws, right? But isn't that what Bernie's trying to do? No, he's, what do you mean? What, what is he trying to do? No, it's a bunch of rhetoric. What's, what's he trying to do? Bernie Sanders hasn't done anything in his 35-year career. Zero. Well, he's managed to stay in office, so there you go. Well, there's something. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's 12 people who vote in Vermont, right? I mean, come on. Here's That's not what he, an accomplishment. Okay, on his website, he says his key points are to pass the 99.8% Act to establish a progressive estate tax on multimillionaire and billionaire inheritances. And Why? special tax breaks on capital gains and dividends for the top 1%, Patrick. How are you not for that? Tax Wall Street speculators through the Inclusive Prosperity Act financial transaction tax. Okay, way, if, what's if wrong I, with any of that, I, Patrick? If I, hold on. If I work my butt off and I have a $50 million fortune. Why shouldn't I be able to give that to my kids without paying a 40% tax? Why? Tell me why. Why can't I give that to my children without paying a 40% tax? Well, did you pay tax? I guess I guess you probably I, paid I tax. I already paid tax on that money, right? When I earned it, we could argue to what degree. So I've already paid tax. Now I want to leave it to my children when I die and I got to pay another 40% on that money? Why? Why should the government get 40% of what I earned over my lifetime? Uh, that's actually a good point. I oh, by the way, no, 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 no Democrat could actually answer that question. They'll give you some spin. Well, they're, all, they're all wealthy for God's. I mean, that you know, that's the thing. It's like all these Congress people go in, and then by the time they leave, they're multimillionaires because they get special privilege when it comes to by the you know, way, stocks. We shouldn't. This is the thing that drives me crazy with the Democratic Party. It shouldn't be looked upon as a negative because you've made money. It should be embraced. You should be saying, 
Look at work your butt off. Make money. Right? Okay, it, well, he has some other points on his website that we we should do a whole breakdown and debate of these. By the way, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you never heard him for 30 years. You know, he, he, he ran against Hillary. He had momentum then. He should have won. He should have been the nominee. He should have been. But the DNC blocked him, right? They did. They Yeah, that's the truth, actually. That's so the truth. your own party prevented Bernie from becoming, potentially becoming president. Yeah, so. come on. I mean, the Republicans are just as bad. I mean, they're all—they're both awful. Give me a break. I mean, no, the Republicans are just as bad. You don't think they tried to block Trump? No, they're not. I, well, well, hold on. A lot the of Republicans, Republicans are, tried to block on. Trump. They let didn't let want me Trump. rephrase. The Republicans are as bad on a lot of things. I just said they both sides. Yeah. But in terms of like, trust me, they tried to do everything they can to block Trump, and it yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you some pop culture stuff. So Britney yes. Spears, I know we talked briefly over the... I um, love that she's free. I she's wore my free. shirt the other day. You, you wore my shirt? Yeah. Britney's oh God, free. But, you know, we kind of said that it would be very difficult, you know, because in California, it's very hard to reverse a conservatorship. And yet, I mean, she's she's super high profile. So uh, she got a great lawyer, I guess, switched lawyers. Uh, were you surprised? It sounds like parents now are totally removed. She's thrilled. And she had her first, I mean, she had her first glass of champagne in 14 years. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't even let her drink. It's nuts. She couldn't drink? Apparently not. She said she broke her 14-year sobriety streak. So I don't know if they wouldn't allow her to drink. I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's a good thing for her. <laughs> anyway, she's she's now free. You're happy to see that. Taylor Swift re-recorded a bunch of her stuff. Okay. Love it. Stuart Braun there. She's saying, you know what? Screw yes. you, Stuart. Where I'm gonna Scooter. Re- Scooter, whatever his name is, Stuart, Scooter, all the same. Um, screw you. Uh by the way, Jake Gyllenhaal got crushed over the weekend because she replayed that song or something. Did you follow all that? Oh, was it was it Jake Gyllenhaal or you know I'm not a big yeah Taylor. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm an Adele what? fan. I I watched. Oh, what do you think of the Adele Oprah interview? That looks fantastic. She looks amazing. I mean, I, you know, I'm a huge Oprah fan. Like, I love Oprah. Apparently did very well for CBS. Almost 10 million people tuned in. I mean, Adele has such an amazing voice. I liked it. Some people thought the interview was very pretentious and, you know. whatever. That's Adele. Like, what are you, you're not going to. I know. I loved it. I love both those women. So I was like all here for it. But I'm not a big Taylor fan. You, You seem to be more of a Taylor fan. I like Taylor. Okay. I mean, I'm not. Tell me what. But tell me what's going on in sports. You know, people were like, I, I watched our Washington football. I watched our football recap show yeah, with big with, win for the uh, Washington football team over the. Was it? The Come Bucks. on, they still suck. They do this every they year. They still suck. They but make it's this still, huge at least they got a win. You know, they Tom got Brady didn't win. show up. Didn't Unfortunately, care. Chase Chase Young, their star defender, uh, tore an ACL out for the year. What's new uh, with the Washington football team? Yeah, keep going. Yeah, they take one step forward. Unfortunately, one step back. Uh, no, uh, U.S. soccer, big win against Mexico. You know, we'll see what Burr Halter. I'm still not a huge fan of the coach. Okay. Uh, Pulisic came in in the 65th minute and scored right away. And Weston McKinney scored. Uh, you know, by the way, all the European players stepped up. You know, you got to play in Europe. You have to play against that competition. If the United States national team is going to be good enough to make the world cup and then compete in the world cup, this MLS stuff. When we have mostly MLS players on the national team, we struggle. 
No offense. It's a third, fourth league tier tier league. Okay. And um, that's why you're starting to see more and more of, of the U.S. players uh, competing in Europe. Even if they're in a second tier team in Europe, it's still better than the MLS. So, All right. uh, yeah. So Nick Cannon, I told you he was in town today, right? Um, yes. Hosting uh, Fox 5 Good Day DC at 9 o'clock. What's his, I think, go Nick. Go Nick. Go Nick, go Nick. So uh, he looked good. The show was great. We're excited about that. Watch your staff. He could be uh, getting somebody pregnant there. So, you know, hold down the fort. (laughs) What is, uh, what's going on in your life? Um, Well, I'm heading to Maine tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Uh, Already? Isn't that next week? It's good to be self-employed. You know, I mean, I just, you know, I take off when I want to take off. So what do Mainers eat for Thanksgiving? You know, I know how are you guys doing? Do you doing? actually go out into the field and kill the turkey yourself? <laughs> Hell no. No, probably some Mainers do. But we're, you know what? We've kind of become anti-turkey in our house. Kristen, now Kristen's probably a traditionalist. She probably makes like a great turkey, but we're sort of turkeyed out. Nobody is like in love with turkey. So we're thinking well, of doing something Dan's a vegan, else. so he definitely doesn't like turkey. He's turkey, right? making like is he a, a vegetarian mushroom? or a vegan? A vegetarian, because he will eat some dairy. He'll eat cheese. Like he but, really but likes he, pizza. But he's not a pescatarian. Like he won't eat fish or. He'll uh he eat, yeah he's a pescatarian I guess because he will eat some fish okay. yeah okay. so but he's doing a mushroom pot pie. Oh, sounds so delicious! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> what are you doing at your house? <laughs> uh, I think we're going out this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's even better. You guys go. You, are you reserving? You're going to a restaurant. Yes. Great idea. We're going to a restaurant, uh, most likely. Uh, that I think that's the plan. Probably need to make a reservation if that is the plan, right? I'd hurry. Yeah. I mean, you got, like, it's a week Although, away. Although, with indoor mass, I may not. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> you should use this, that day as a day to protest. Keep up your Twitter. And then the day after Thanksgiving, I'm actually going up to Massachusetts. Really? What are you guys doing yeah. in Massachusetts? Little... Uh, Massachusetts wedding shower for my daughter. Okay. Now- because they have so many friends and uh, up in where they went to college, where her fiance is from, and also um, her fiance's family is from Massachusetts. So rather than all them schlepping down to New Jersey, we did, uh, I mean, uh, Maryland, we did a Maryland shower. Well, I didn't do anything. My wife did. <laughs> Uh, a Maryland shower <laughs> and she's doing a Massachusetts shower. And then they did have a little, they did have a little luncheon for, for, for my mother in New Jersey, for my, my, her, our close friends that are there, the older group. Um, no, wait a minute. When, remind us, when is the wedding? Is it this summer? May. May. How yeah. is all the wedding planning going? Like, are you, have you been involved at all? Like none, you're not. not um, I mean, no. I mean, not to any significant degree. Like, we have a wedding planner, and then Kristen and, and Gabby, you know, do it. I mean, we weigh in on, you know, whether it's food or after-party location. How are we doing or... on budget? Are we sticking to the budget or are we way over? Listen, thank <laughs> God I don't pay as much tax as Bernie wants me to pay because we would have be we would have trouble paying for this wedding. It, it adds up, right? It adds. How many people are coming? Because because our wedding turned out. I, I'm not even joking. I think it was like fifty five thousand dollars, and that's probably on the low end. It, it's it's. I'm sure you are making many a payments. 
And I love it. I love to see. I love to see you having if, to work if the, hard. If the wedding was in the mid fifties ah. right now, I would sign up tomorrow. <laughs> You're over. Wow. Oh my God. She's gonna have like a hundred thousand dollar wedding. I'm jealous. This is gonna be all out. Oh my God. Wow. Where'd you get married? Maine. We did Maine. Well, no wonder it was fifty-five thousand. Yeah, it was a lot more affordable. Definitely. If you if you picked up your wedding and moved it to DC, oh, it would have be been 100, 110. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then much more. Whatever, whatever it is. Wow, two hundred thousand dollar Polini. Wedding. No, okay, my this is God, great. No. I, I want to come. What kind of food? No, are we I'm start? not saying what it is. I'm just saying it's not like. <laughs> Hey, can we things do a podcast up, live things, from the wedding? <laughs> things add up fast. Oh, it's it's. I'm telling. That's why we did it in Maine. I think we ended and, up with like 130 way, guests. My, and by the way, you know, my, my my wife and daughter they're very reasonable. This isn't like oh my god, I gotta have this, gotta have that, gotta have this, gotta have that. It's no. just the basics. The yeah, shit, the shit adds up. By the way, flowers. What a oh. scam. An insane amount of money. Isn't aren't flowers the biggest ripoff of all? One day for a bouquet, and I mean, I guarantee you guys are spending ten thousand dollars on flowers, and it's insane. It's like for one day, and what are you going to, Patrick? People are going to throw those away, or they're going to get drunk and tear them up, and you're going to just, you might as well throw ten thousand dollars out the window on the way to the venue. I love it. Oh my god, I love to see you spending money. This is great. This is my favorite episode. <laughs> You love to see me spending oh, money, Patrick. I, I love to see those those uh, credit card statements. A, we should do a live podcast from the wedding. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding? Drunk Patrick on like father of the bride. Oh my god, no, that'd be I, epic. I have to pace myself. I've already been told. Oh really? You have? Wow, you're on a. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, no, you have to. I can't be like you know slurring my words at eight thirty at night. Why not? It's terrible. <laughs> I I guess why not, right? (laughs) Yeah, you will. You you don't want to make a fool of yourself. Well, I mean, can't you hold your alcohol at like, you know, I mean. Yes, I'll eat, I'll pace. Yeah, but I mean, you got to like be the life of the party. You got to get out there and be like, you got to smile a lot, Patrick. I mean, come on, you know, like. Listen, if if this wedding is relying on me to be the life of the party, we're in trouble (laughs) right now. (laughs) I mean, you got to like, I was going to say let your hair down, but you don't have any. I mean, you got to like. I think it's all. I think it's going to be about 175, 180 people. So wow, not crazy. Yeah, but that's it's a that's a pricey. Um, how many people? How many people were at your wedding? Like one thirty. We, okay. but we kept it under. I mean, that's why I didn't invite anyone from Fox Five because it's like you're it, the cost yeah, I know. is Thanks. insane. I know, <laughs> but the cost is crazy. Did you? Um... Did you have it at a? I don't remember. Did you have it in the yard, venue, tented? We had it in an indoor outdoor space in August nice. in Maine. So so people could go inside, but then it was tented outside um, where people nice. ate. And um, yeah, it it worked out really well. But um, but yeah, I mean, you can go nuts. Yeah. Like, and we we really the flowers. That's true. You just reminded me. You just reminded me. I wasn't invited. That's good. <laughs> Okay, then look at that. Hello. I invited no one for Fox. All right, Patrick, where can people follow you? Right. Your, your Twitter's on fire. You're getting Patrick, momentum. Patrick Fox 5 GM. Or Fox 5, Patrick GM Fox. I don't remember. I mean, you're not going to be able to run for any, you know, political position. Yeah, I, mean, I have we, to remember things. Well, you got a $150,000 wedding to pay for. I mean, you're going to have to work a few more years. Oh, my God, you're making numbers up now. <laughs> 
I love like Bernie it. Sanders. <laughs> I love it. So good to hear. All right, see ya. She still has a key card, and she still has a key card, and she still has a key card.